right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That's right, after a week or so away, we are back with more updates. This is the Lost Treasures Podcast. I'm John Scheel. I'm Adam Means. And we are ready with all sorts of new updates this week. It's so much fun. I'm glad that you're all here. Thanks very much to each and every one of you who have been listening. We're hitting all kinds of records on our on our listenership. So tell your friends if they enjoy listening to a fun story about finding lost things, lost treasures, going out and doing treasure hunts, and bringing a little bit of the magic to the world. Tell them to tune in right here every single week to the Lost Treasures podcast. And with that, we're going to turn it over to Adam for a little bit of an update on his exciting adventures in the Cincinnati Park called Eden Park. And Adam, last week we were stalled, and it seemed like we were kind of, you know, down a little bit about the oh, yeah. delays that we were we were experiencing in uh, in your treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Let's give everybody just a little bit of a recap. So you started off uh, maybe a year ago with with a, a find, yep. and you got a right of entry to go metal detecting uh, mm-hmm. after doing some research, and you then found. Uh, what you believe to be some precious metals under the ground. And then you back that up with multiple metal detection and then ground penetrating radar and archeologists were involved and yep. all of along the way you've had lawyers involved and negotiating with the city. Cause this is a public park. And then we were stalled. We were stagnated. We were waiting, waiting, waiting to hear back. <laughs> and last week you heard back. So where are we? What's going on? Yeah. So it was, um, not last weekend, but the week before that when I was actually, it was when we recorded episode five, John. Awesome. And so, uh, you know, I kind of still take this as, you know, it just makes the story a little bit better each time. Um, but it's all part of their, you know, it's their process. And so I'm doing stuff on their land. So I kind of, you know, got to play by their rules pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we are uh, at the final steps of the negotiation of the last permit. And so... Um, Shane called me kind of, uh, out of the blue, but you know, we kind of talk on Fridays, so that's kind of our time. And I know he's got all sorts of stuff going on, but yeah, he called me with some uh, really good news. So I was really happy. So he's, uh, he's the one kind of driving this bus right now. <laughs> I'm just sitting So there. he called and said what, that you guys have a right of entry? So yes, we've got the, uh, we've got the actual permit in our hands now. And so we're, you know, still doing little bits to, uh, you know, we have to add what we want to add to it and then. We're going to turn it back over for signature as long as they approve it. And here we go. Man, that is so cool. So let's just, let's just tell everybody what that means. What that means is you have the right to go in and dig. Correct. Mm -hmm. On a public place. Yes. In a park. Yep. That requires an extensive amount of permitting and supervision from the city. The whole process. Yes. Uh So we're at the last, like third stage. So I'm super excited. That I, mean, is I, I hope amazing. people can kind of hear it in my voice, but you know, I try to be kind of low key when I'm doing this too, but at the same time, yeah, I'm, I was very excited. And so yeah. I think I called you or I texted you right away. So, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, tell, tell everybody like, be real with us. Um, <laughs> how pumped are you? About I'm that? super pumped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool. So 16 months, man. Yeah. 16 months. So you get to go dig and I mean, I know what I saw on the videos that you've shown me, and I know from from listening to the excitement in the uh, voice of that that gentleman you hired with the really expensive metal detector. I oh mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he was pretty pretty pumped and was like, "Yeah, you you, you just should definitely go investigate that." Yeah, so yeah, yeah that yeah. was you know a lot of the stuff I've got is it's not coming from me and it's not coming from you. It's from third party confirmations, and so. 
I think that's some of the best evidence. I didn't tell those guys when they, you know, in May when they did the ground penetrating radar that there was any cavities there. So that was part of my process too. It's like, I'm not trying to give them more variables. I, I wanted them to find it and they did. And so that was pretty cool. And then, you know, like I told you and you know what you saw in the results too, I found two other cavities also. So three, pretty neat. And that's <laughs> unbelievable. So next step is to bring in the archaeology team and, and actually do some supervised digs. Yes. Uh-huh. So we'll have to coordinate that city, you know, has a little bit of stipulations as far as they want, you know, two weeks or so before we do anything. Um, I'm probably not going to, you know, talk about a ton of that that's going on, but uh, between myself and my archaeologist and my law team, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be all between us until, you know, it actually goes down. So, so now obviously we can't hold you to this, uh-huh. but um, you know, given the fact that we're approaching winter, uh, and usually that's a time where not a whole lot of digging is done. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is going to be a springtime project or you think we're going to try and do it before the end of the year? I'm going to be honestly, John, I'm going to be super conservative right now with it just because each permits, you know, somewhere between nine and 12 weeks is finalized at least with the final signature. Um, I'm going to leave it up to the archaeology team. I mean, it's really up to them. I'd talked to uh, Cinder last year around this time and, they do stuff in the winter, you know, it's, it's not like a Rhode Island where winter where their other office is at, but you know, Cincinnati can get bad. So I'm not going to, again, great. If it's in the spring when it's a little nicer out, it doesn't really matter to me. Like I know exactly where we're going and you know, we're not going down too deep into the ground either. So that was part of it. We had to tell the city kind of, you know, here's, here's how deep we're going. Here's the location, all that stuff. So I'm trying to be as transparent uh, throughout this whole process so that we just keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear more and I'm sure our listeners can't wait to hear more, but in the meantime, there is just so much going on in the world of archeology. span I mean, last week was just sort of a banner week for, for stuff being found. Um, why don't you tell us what you found? Okay. So this was, uh, I'd put this out on Facebook on my, uh, my personal page. Um, and I think I put it on my lost treasures page as well. Uh, 1708 shipwreck, uh, down in Columbia, uh, estimated worth of $20 billion. And yeah. so I was like, that kind of caught my attention right there. <laughs> so let's, uh, throw that out there and talk about it on the podcast is what I thought. So the, the little backstory to all this is, uh, the British actually were the ones who sunk this um, off the coast. And so that was more, I think, of an ambush. And so that took down that ship along with uh, 600 men, and 11 of those men survived. So 589 guys died on that shipwreck. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that stuff is actually, it's not very uh, close to the shoreline. It's actually like 3,100 feet below sea level. So. Unbelievable. So uh, I I looked it up as well. It looks Mm -hmm. like it was first uncovered in 2015 by Colombian Navy divers. But there is, I know there's a competing claim. There's someone else that says that they found it and gave the information to the Colombian government. And now they filed a lawsuit saying that they want half. They want 10 billion is what they're suing for. It was a, I believe it was a salvage company that was claiming they found it as well. And so there's a, I think the conflict a little bit is coming into who had the right set of coordinates because the Colombian government is saying they didn't, the, that salvage company does not have the right set of coordinates and they, they do have the, you know, the exact set. So. I have a feeling that'll get <laughs> sorted out in a court of law, but it's sort yeah. of, 
in merit sort, sort of seems like uh yeah well if you had the right coordinates yeah like if they're if they match up if they're the same then I know. Uh, maybe they maybe they are entitled to a claim yeah they have some i mean there's some pretty wild pictures like you can see some of the gold coins um there's supposedly 200 tons of silver there and that is just an un believable amount right there <laughs> well the news stories that i saw said that the president gustavo petro uh, uh actually yeah so at the time it was discovered there was president juan manuel santos but then currently the current president is gustavo petro his t- yeah. term is up in 2026 and i think he wants to raise this stuff from the bottom uh, because he has called this the holy grail of shipwrecks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to move it forward real fast. Yeah. I mean, before can, he gets out of office. Yeah. I can think. you imagine uh, adding $20 billion to your company, your country's yeah. mm-hmm. uh, coffers? There? Rough day. Rough day. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, some litigation involved in this whole thing, too. But I think that's what, you know, like we talked, John, today is it makes the story very, very interesting, you know? Absolutely. Well, this salvage group, uh, Glocamora, insists that they located the wreck in 1981 and that they uh, had provided the information to the Colombian government. And the Colombian government says in 2015 they discovered it in a totally different place. Oh, yep. no, not yep. the same place. Mm-hmm. And they're both, they're, both, uh, they're both arguing There's over. your conflict right yeah. there, you know. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah, that caught my eye this week, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about this one. So I, I sent that over to you, you know, pretty quickly. The other thing that caught my attention on this was the 11 million gold coins that they had found. 11 million. Yeah, well, and and apparently there were only 11 survivors from yeah. a crew of 600. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I guess they're saying that the images uh, just are that it's remarkably well-preserved, that, that it's... Um, like a ship frozen in time mm-hmm. and um, even fully intact Chinese dinner sets wow. laying among the preserved artifacts. And I think they're going to find even more, you know, when, when they're estimating what's down there, they're always going to find other stuff. I, I, I was reading a couple of articles that said something about emeralds involved, gold ingots, you know, all these like little things that you would like, Oh, okay. They had extra stuff besides just a bunch of gold and silver there, <laughs> which a lot of gold and silver, you know, yeah. yeah, I thought that was something we had to talk about, John. So unreal. Well, yeah. yeah so the news that news uh, just came out. Uh, just I, I don't know why they decided to uh, promote this story now, but mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. other very recent news, uh, Italian authorities in an area called Volci, which is an archaeological park in it's about it's northwest of Rome. Uh, it's been excavated since the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, and they found quite a few Etruscan treasures there. And there's a, a nice little museum that you can see if you're looking on Google Maps. You can actually uh, Google Street View allows you to walk around the museum. Uh, literally, just in in a this one room, you can. You can go in a Google Street View, those of you listeners at home who want to see exactly what we're talking about. You can go into the the part of the museum where there's a nice couple glass cases full of stuff oh, yeah. that they found. But very, very recently, we're talking like late October of 2023, they opened up a tomb that apparently has not been opened since uh, it was closed up. 2,600 years ago. Wow. And um, so they're they're just now getting to this. I mean, they the uh, the 
newspaper Il Messaggero um, had a, a big article about this and actually had a news reporter there interviewing folks on site as they removed dirt from the entryway to this tomb. But apparently tomb robbers have been active in the area for centuries, but they Mm -hmm. never found this particular tomb. So it was a tomb of a woman, an aristocratic woman, uh, fairly wealthy, and there's remains in there of uh, funerary items and apparently a last meal that was cooked where the coals and the like cooking fire basically, once they sealed the tomb, it was like extinguished by sealing up the tomb. Everything is right. just like super fresh mm-hmm. from from 2,600 years ago. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody just left, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. So they're they're really excited. Looks like they're they're going to be able to learn a lot about um, the upper class Etruscan society uh, from this particular uh, tomb. One thing I found interesting was that they knew immediately that it was a woman because there were no weapons. Ah, nice. And it was mostly sort of household goods and things that were devoted to the home and the family. Mm -hmm. And so they immediately said, "Oh, this must have been uh, a matriarch." a woman who was of some stature in yeah. the family. Nice. Unbelievable, though. Yeah. They could just open this up and find these uh, vases and things that hadn't been touched in 2,600 years. So, yeah, what a what a crazy world we live in where treasures like that are still just under the ground. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think there's a lot out there, too. You know, you just got to keep looking. So Unbelievable. Yep. Well, let's take a moment. We're going to pause for one of our first sponsorship ads, and we will be right back. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Once again, you are listening to the Lost Treasures Podcast. Before we dive into our next segment, let me take a moment to tell you about a remarkable law firm that's making waves in the world of entertainment and media. Whether you're a creative entrepreneur, a filmmaker, a musician, or a writer, they've got your back. Introducing, full disclosure, my law firm, J. Arthur Sheel & Associates, the go-to firm for all your legal needs in the entertainment industry. At JASA, we understand the power of storytelling and the importance of protecting your intellectual property and your assets. With our expertise, We're going to help you navigate the complex world of entertainment law while ensuring your creative vision remains intact. What sets J. Arthur Shield and Associates apart is their unwavering commitment to empathy and trust. They know that your story is unique and they believe in nurturing your dreams. With their exceptional legal guidance, you can focus on what you do best, creating and sharing your art with the world. So visit our website at jasalegal.com to learn more about J. Arthur Shield and Associates. From copyright and trademark protection to contract negotiation, litigation, and protecting your assets, their team of experienced attorneys is ready to champion your rights and safeguard your interests. So creative entrepreneurs, don't let legal complexities hold you back. Reach out to JASA today and let them... Let us help you tell your stories, protect your intellectual property, and secure your assets. With J. Arthur Scheele and Associates, you are in trusted hands. And now, back to the show. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's Adam and John. We are here 
with more of the Lost Treasures podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. It's a real pleasure to have this show go on and be on the airwaves. I actually enjoy listening to it because it's fun. Adam and I hang out and we talk about all sorts of things, finding lost treasures. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we're bringing a little magic into the world, don't you? I think you? so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I hope people enjoy it, too. You know, it's. I think uh, you can hear in our voices a little bit that it's pretty fun. You know, we have a good time and... I hope people enjoy it, and you know, with, whether they're driving in their car, hanging out, doing yard work, you know, it's something to listen to. And you know, most of the people that know me, I'm, I'm pretty factual, and I try to, you know, keep it that way too. So, but you're also bringing a lot of excitement and adventure and fun, and uh, it makes me think of Indiana Jones every time I think of you. So, <laughs> I hope somebody I hope called me that before. I was like, really? no hat. No oh hat. man, <laughs> I, I've got a hat. I've got a hat. I'll wear one just for you. <laughs> So, uh, tell me, you were telling me a story before we got back on air here yeah. about, um, about a treasure hunt that apparently has been going on since the 1980s, 1983 or yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this, I mean, talk about bringing some magic to the world. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. And, uh, this goes out to like my best friend up there, Dusty. He, uh, was like, Hey, why don't you throw this on there today? So I'm going to give him a little shout out here. Nice. So, yeah, Thanks Dusty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, we both have been into this stuff for a long time. And so it's always like something we just go back and forth on, on different theories and it's fun, man. It's like, you know, who didn't like, we went from the, you know, our very first episode, who doesn't like Goonies and who doesn't like the Raiders of Lost Ark? Like that's all, you know, it's all kind of like this and something yeah. interesting. Uh, but the, yeah, this book um, was from 1982. So Byron Price. And um, he created um, pretty much his own treasure hunt. And what's the name of the book? Uh, it's actually called The Secret, A Treasure nice. Hunt. So oh. pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. And so, yeah, he uh, three of these have been found, and there's a total of 12. And the uh, first one was found in Chicago in 1983, actually. And then the most recent find, I believe, was Boston in 2019. So, yeah, there's still, again... Now you have something that's actually, you know, factual, com you know, compared to all these other things that are, you know, potentially out there. This is something that people have found. Uh, Mr. Price, he died in 2005 in a, a car accident. But what ends up happening is there's these uh, ceramic boxes that are buried two feet underground at some of these locations. Um, you have to use the combination of the painting and... Uh, there's a poem that goes along with it, and then that's kind of what starts you out on your uh, little trek or your little hunt. Now, do you have to read the book too, right? Yes. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I think that's probably, you know, I hope people know that, you know, if it's a book, you probably should read it if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you want a couple little bit, you know, more hints as far as what's going on. But you can find, you know, multiple articles on the internet, multiple newspaper articles that tell about the people that have found these things. And now you just have to meet with uh, the wife and the daughter um, of uh, Byron, and then they give you over the treasure that is at these disclosed locations. Unbelievable. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So I, I was looking it up. I just, just found uh, an article on it. So only three of 12 boxes have been found, yep. meaning there's quite a bit out there for you all to hunt for if you are interested. Mm -hmm. And the estate of Byron Price has assumed the responsibility of honoring the terms of the treasure hunt. So there is actually... Uh, as you said, the wife and daughter, maybe some trust administrator or mm -hmm. lawyer has got the responsibility now of carrying this on. And there's a possibility these boxes might never be found. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was one of it. And like when he passed away, that was one of the things like, oh, this might not be found. But I think, you know, just that there's three that have been found. 
the other ones can be found. So I like that. It would be way different to talk about if we haven't found anything, but you know, it started in 1983. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I love it. I mean, 1983, that seems like super long ago and probably people who are listening to this weren't alive in 1983, but, uh, that, I mean that, that really, it's a real life treasure hunt that's going on right now. They've been found in, if I didn't say this before, Chicago, Cleveland, and Boston. So those are the three locations that have been found. Wow. Yeah. And we're sitting here in Cincinnati. So, yeah. So, uh, this book apparently has been published all over the world. So potentially people from all over the world and potentially these treasures could be all over the world. That's kind of crazy. There are a couple episodes, I believe on the discovery channel where they actually go into a little bit more depth. Um, Josh Gates, I believe also covered it. And, uh, the painter, his name was John Jude Palancar. And so he was the one who actually did the paintings that went along with the poems. And so it sounds like uh, Mr. Price went for about a year. He traveled and he went around to these different cities. And most of these are, I believe, found in parks. And so he was big into the whole um, let's leave clues, but leave clues for everybody to find them. And so I think that's one of the, you know, I found my stuff in a park, so. Unbelievable. So the headline in St. Louis, the St. Louis Dispatch, said a real-life Da Vinci Code uh, published an article uh, by Aaron Heffernan on uh, November 10th, 2019, with some more information about it. And then Sam Scott wrote about it in 2018, uh, entitled in the Stanford Magazine, entitled, Can This Puzzle Be Solved? Uh, from November 10 of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, unbelievable. Um, Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I misspoke. The article was written in July of 2018, but it was just pulled up for this article here in 2019. Gotcha. So, but that's just wild. I think it's crazy that people would do this, but I think it's awesome, and I think it's uh, it brings a little bit of magic to the oh, world. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. I can't get over that part of it. There's something neat that goes on in Ohio. Also, is the Hawking Hills always has a treasure hunt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, do that just that, recently. Yeah. Some girl found $10,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's another, again, you know, this could be going on in every state. You just got to, you know, gotta know who to talk to, got to yeah. know who to look, look for, you know, it's, but it's something so unique and I think it's fun. So my daughter is a freshman at OU mm-hmm. and that's just down the road from Hawking Hills. I'm going to tell her about this. Yeah. Now she'll probably not be interested, but <laughs> that'll get her like two months of school paid for. <laughs> but you never know. There no, could be I'm some college kids at Ath- in Athens who are like, oh yeah, this year, this Hawking Hills treasure is all mine. Yeah. But what a fun way to start off uh, a college term, you know? Right. That would be very fun. I think I would probably be the one who would go out there and do that. <laughs> you would too. I know you oh, would. Oh, I'd be down. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, life is not just sitting at your desk at work, uh, getting up every day, going to work and going home. And um, watched. I saw a meme earlier today about how you get up looking at a small screen, you go spend all your day watching a medium screen, then you relax at night by watching a big screen before you get into bed and watch a small screen again. Hilarious. <laughs> so life is, is more than that. Go out and find something today. Get up and move around. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the gentleman who found that stuff in uh, Norway. Norway. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. his doctor said you needed a hobby and get out there. Pretty good hobby. Pretty good hobby, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show there's there's lots of stuff that's out there that yeah. has not yet been found, mm-hmm. and it's up to people like us, the adventurers, 
to go find it. That was one of the main, you know, when I go back to all this, like my main theory on what I did to figure this out was we don't know much about our past and there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And so it's really, it's up to the person who wants to take the time to devote to it. So I had the time. I love it. I think that was the best use of the pandemic time you could have I think used. so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. And speaking of pandemic time, that's when Greg Hand wrote his book. A little shout out to Greg Hand, the book Cincinnati Curiosities. Greg was a featured guest on one of our episodes, and we'll be back again. Definitely. Uh, so many interesting things to say about an era that really is not well known today. So yeah. 100 years ago in the city where I grew up, was a very different place. Yeah. And most people of today don't know what it was like back then. Yep. And that was that, probably, that was probably one of the biggest things that I took from Greg, you know, I was like, man, I, I had no clue about the city of Cincinnati, like all the stuff that he was telling us, like it was, it was great. So that's, again, he's going to be back on here sometime. So yeah, so much fun. It's, it really is. It's neat to discover the history of the place where you are. And I know that there, uh, for some of you listening in the, in the West and in certainly the middle of the country, uh, in the United States, there's a whole lot of land that has never really truly been settled, but don't let that deter you because I saw a news article very recently about a, um, a weapon, a it was a it was a rifle that had been leaned up against a tree, mm-hmm. ostensibly by a cowboy or a or a, a, a you know somebody traveling west mm-hmm. took a nap next to a tree, <laughs> left their rifle there, and it was found like a hundred years later, just Unreal. still sitting there up <laughs> against a tree. You know, so you never know. You yeah. just never know. You gotta look. You gotta there's look. stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Adam. What do you think is next for you and Eden Park and uh, and our adventures here in real life? Great uh, question. Um, I'm going to take my direction from Mr. Shane Krugler and yourself. Uh, I think I've been doing that the whole time. So uh, I probably won't disclose, you know, the next exact step that's going on just for privacy sake. But at the same time, um, things are still still and definitely moving forward and that that's sounds what I love. like a mystery and that's I know, what i right? love so <laughs> you said it's all about the story john that's so. <laughs> right it's it's a mystery i'm i think it's great i i want to encourage you to keep going and for all of our listeners keep going keep doing what you're doing and uh, find a little magic in your world and when you want a little magic from us feel free to tune in please like and subscribe we would love to have you you're a part of our extended podcast family you know who you are shout out to dusty for giving us a little little tips on uh, the secret and the book that uh, spawned a multi-generational mystery now Mm -hmm. and uh, for all of you in italy uh, friends of mine and and certainly those folks go to volci it's just north Northwest of Rome. It's an archaeological park. Uh, for those of you in the United States, you can check it out on Google and uh, Google Maps. It can walk you right into the museum that they have there. But some of this news is really, really fresh, folks. So things are being found every single day. And when they're not, you can join us here to talk about them. When they are, you can also join us here yep. to talk about them right here on the Lost Treasures podcast.